So the question is, how does one create, build, and protect and multiply your wealth in a global interconnected economy where change is happening rapidly and constantly and financial markets are rigged to benefit financial institutions and enrich corporate insiders? I've made it my mission to uncover how you can create, protect, and multiply your wealth in any economy and have interviewed the top investors and wealth experts for over three years. I share what I've learned from them and continue to learn on my journey. I'm MC Lobsher and this is Cashflow Investing Secrets. Hello everyone, MC Lobsher and thank you so much for joining me in another episode of the Cashflow Investing Secrets podcast. This is the show where cash is not king, cash flows king. In today's show, I'm going to talk about three ways in which we buy things. And I think sticking with our theme uh, in our podcast of keeping things simple, especially right now where there's a lot of uncertainty, there's a lot of chaotic things happening. Keeping things very, very simple will help us become better business people and also better investors. So let's talk about the three ways that we can buy stuff. Um, the three ways that we can buy stuff is the first uh, uh, way is we can buy stuff at retail, right? The market price for something. And there's a reason why we would pay retail for certain things because it's convenient, right? Just think of items that you buy at the store. If you buy it at a retail outlet, you do it because it's convenient. You can only, you know, maybe you only need to buy one item instead of buying bulk to get a disc, a massive discount at a wholesale a store like a Costco or a Sam's Club in the United States or a Macro in South Africa, where I'm originally from, right? So retail is 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 convenient. Um, it's also it, it's the easy way to do it. You know, just think about real estate too. Buying the paying the market price for something. You know, um, you buy a house at retail market price. Uh, it's already fixed up. Uh, it, it's just convenient. It's ready to go. You know, it's ready to move in. Move in ready, as they say. So the first way is retail. The second way is buying something at a discounted rate, a discounted price. And there's different ways to do it. The first way that I would say is through buying at wholesale prices. And you could do this for many different things. I used the example earlier of a retail store. Let's use that example too, where you buy in bulk, let's just say, of, of a specific item. At some of these stores like Costco, like Sam's Club, and like Macro in South Africa. So you get a discount for that. So you buy in bulk and you're buying at wholesale prices. Many different reasons why people would do that. By the way, if you wanted toilet paper earlier this year, when the entire world seemed to be buying toilet paper, it was probably good to go buy it at wholesale. Um, another um, manner... Uh, in which we can buy something at a discounted rate is buying something that's distressed. So using the real estate example is if there's a distressed property, let's just say the property has been damaged uh, or it needs a lot of work, a lot of fixer upper, you would get a significant discount to buy that property because there's some money that you would need to put into that property to then um, get it appreciated at the retail price, the market price, right? And there's a lot of reasons why folks would do that. That's, by the way, one of the the best times to purchase a specific asset 
whether it's real estate, whether it's commodities, uh, whether it's businesses, when it is distressed, right? And if it's your skill set and your unique ability to come in and turn that property around or that business around or um, buying the a particular commodity at the bottom of, of a market cycle because you've identified it, then this is this is definitely something that can make you very, very wealthy and make you a very good business person and a very good investor. The third um, wa- uh, manner in which we, we um, pay for something is when we actually overpay. We're paying more than what the particular item or asset is actually worth. So we're paying more than retail price, right? The market price. So why would we do that? I think there's many, there's some reasons why folks would, or people would do that, would overpay for something. You know, in the United States currently, um, in the real estate market, there are people um, overpaying and paying more than the actual listing price of houses. And not only are they doing that, they're doing it without actually even walking the property or the house or seeing it in person. They're viewing it online and doing a walkthrough online and they're actually bidding and paying more than what the property is worth. Why would they do that? Maybe they're in a city. Maybe they're fearful. Maybe there's a lot of panic. They're trying to move out. Um, and there's a lot of buyers now chasing a limited supply of houses. And now they have to actually overpay just to give themselves an opportunity to purchase that asset. So when you look at the three ways, you look at the retail market, you look at a distressed or a discounted way of purchasing things, and you look at overpaying for assets, obviously, we all would love to buy things at a discount, a, you know, a sale of some sorts, right? Um, just think about it in our lives in general. Everybody loves a sale. You get marketed to it. You get a flyer or an email or something that something is on, on sale. We rush in and we buy and this is just how great business people and investors think too. They wait for things to go on sale and they buy things on a, at a discount when they're on sale. Um, they don't like to pay retail for anything and they don't like to overpay for anything. So they wait and they're patient and they wait until something goes on sale. And that ties into... A different um, discussion that we've had on the show before when we discussed asset cycles and market cycles. So whether you're a business owner and looking to maybe build your business or purchase and, and acquire another business, whether you're a real estate investor, whether you're in the commodity game, or whether you're a paper assets person, or whether you're a crypto or a blockchain person, it's very important to know exactly where you are in that particular asset cycle of that asset. So great business people and great investors purchase assets at the bottom of the asset cycle, buying things discounted on sale when nobody else wants wants it or they have the capital to be able to capitalize on something when it's when it when it's on sale they hold on to it produce it produces cash flow for them and then they know more or less about i would say about uh 
20 to 15% from the top of the market cycle of when to actually get out of that asset and then go back into a position of liquidity to wait for the cycle to repeat itself and purchase things again when they go on sale. Just study Sam Zell, one of the most genius uh, real estate investors. I mean, he, what he did in the 2006, 2007, and then the time after that, um, what he did in real estate was a playbook of actually of how to be patient, be aware of the market cycle, of where you are in the mar- market cycle, position yourself um, with liquidity, with with a lot of with a lot of money to capitalize on the opportunity of a lifetime when a particular asset go on sale and buying it discounted um, rather than buying retail or overpaying for something like a lot of people did in 2008 uh, and 2009 in the real estate cycle. So just wanted to share that with you. It's very, very basic and very, very simple. Uh, the way that we buy things, and we all know it, we buy things at retail market price. We buy things discounted uh, on sale and we overpay for things. You want to know exactly where you are in the particular asset cycle so that you, my friends, can always buy things discounted and on sale and always position yourself to be ready to capitalize on the opportunities that come your way. Until our next conversation, live infinitely. If you are interested in learning more about cash flow investing, I have compiled the 21 best cash flow investing strategies I have come across studying millionaires and billionaires for two decades and interviewing over 500 successful investors and wealth experts. You can grab the 21 cash flow investing strategy secrets at 21cashflowinvestingsecrets.com. That's 21, the number, cashflowinvestingsecrets.com.